Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 132 in Edmonton. You heard from Sarah Nurse last week ahead of the Women's World Hockey Championships down in Calgary. They get going this Friday. There is only one representative on the team from Alberta, not too far from here, a little bit, a uh, little bit northeast. You've heard of Bruderheim. You've definitely heard of the Mashmeyer family, and that's where we go next on Oilers Now. Emirates Mashmeyer joining Brendan Escott, Cam Moon here on Oilers Now. Emirates, thank you for taking the time. How's it going today? Thank you for having me. It's it's going great. We're finally out of quarantine here, so we get to go back on the ice today. Oh, excellent. Happy to hear it, and that's got to be a relief. Can you just describe sort of what uh, what camp has been like for you guys? I understand you were playing the national development team for a period there. You had your own thing, and then you guys mixed it up for a little bit. And, you know, it's got to be a, a sense of urgency, I would think, for this group who hasn't won gold at this event in particular since 2013. Yeah, it's been quite the process to get to here. Um, I mean, just recently we had a training camp and we were, we've been in a hotel, I think now for 25 days. So um, yeah, a little, it looks a little different than normal with COVID around, but we had a, yeah, a bunch of practices together as a team and then uh, two inter squad games against the development uh, national team. And then now we had our five day quarantine and finally we get to go back on the ice today and have four days before we head into our, world championships. Emirates, it's Cam Moon here. Uh, how much were you on the ice prior to all this starting? So, like, I know you've been in there for, well, 25 days, but before <laughs> that, were, were you on the ice a lot or, or was it some time off? Yeah, it's been, well, it's been an interesting season because we were supposed to have our world championships in May in Halifax. And then due to COVID, they got postponed for the second time now. Um, so we, we expected to kind of wrap up our season there. But then shortly after, um, a bunch of us played in the PWHPA showcase here in Calgary at the end of May. And then had about, I think, five weeks of summer and then got back. And while, you know, those five weeks of summer, I mean, we were still training and um, staying on the ice because, you know, we start the season with world championships, which is super abnormal. But um, kind of the reality of COVID right now just, you know, ad- adapting and adjusting all the time. Uh, Emirates, you, you are obviously having the training camp in Calgary, the headquarters, if you will, of Hockey Canada. That's in Calgary. Do you feel like there's a sense of a home ice advantage at all, given that that's where the tournament is now taking place? For sure. I think we've, all of us have spent a lot of time at Windsport and on this ice, so it's super familiar to us, and it's our, where our home locker room is as well. And, and for me personally, like, this feel, this is home, you know? Alberta is home, so um, yeah, we feel comfortable here, and we're just so excited to be playing on Canadian soil. To this point, how does the team look, in your opinion? 
Yeah, I mean, it's been, I think, like 850 days since our last game together, which is insane. Um, but we've had a lot of practices, and we've kind of uh, put a, put an emphasis on team culture this year, just being that we're, you know, we're away from each other quite a lot due to COVID. So just um, a lot of team team building and that. But I think, um, you know, we have a younger team this year, so a lot of fresh uh, eyes and perspective and um, you know the young girls are extremely skilled I must say and I think that we've never been closer as a team so I'm confident in our team and our ability to accomplish our goals this year. So many different legendary Canadian women's goaltenders for you to idolize or model your game after Emirates when you talk about you know Shannon Zabados from here in your backyard or Jean-Vivre Lacasse, uh, Manon Rayon, all of these laying the groundwork for yourself and and alongside uh, Anne-Renée uh, Debian, who will have the net with you this tournament. I'm curious just about growing up through this system as uh, as a member of the national team and what kind of access you would have had to previous generations and how much that's resulted in your growth as a player and a goaltender. Yeah, I mean, the, the growing up through this program, it's been quite the process for me. And I, I think back to my first Worlds in 2015, you know, I thought I was growing up then, but I was just a kid and I had a lot to learn and so much ahead of me at the time. And I was fortunate enough to play with uh, Charlene and Zabby and Genevieve. And, you know, I've, got, I've gotten to play with um, kind of like the legends of Hockey Canada, which is pretty incredible. And you learn a lot from each and every one of them. And, um, you know, I've been with the team, I think, every event other than the last Olympics. And so with every experience, I've grown as a person, as a goalie. And, and right now I feel so confident in my game and where I'm at. And I just feel ready to, to play. I'm just excited to get back out there with the team. When in your development as a goaltender, did you really feel like you, you made that that big step? Like, did that come real early in, in your goaltending career or has it come on in the last little, last few years? Well, I feel like when I, well, when I was younger, I, like I grew up in a big hockey family. So, um, you know, we were all, we all had our big goals in mind and support each other through um, our journeys. But I think, um, ironically, I would I would say after I, got released from the the um, last Olympics. I think that was a big turning point in my game and you know, it takes it was a it was a hard experience for me, but it changed my perspective and and how I looked at my game and you know, it's like nothing to lose, it's just everything to gain and so um, I I just found another notch after that experience. You know, you have a little chip on your shoulder and um, every time I get to put on that Maple Leaf jersey, like it's another opportunity. So I think as I've gotten older, um, I just, you know, I appreciate every moment and, uh, you know, I'm not getting any younger, so I'm just trying to cherish every moment I have with this team and, and make the most of it. Growing up with those siblings that you mentioned, uh, I'm a Kamloops BC product, so I know all about Bronson and what he meant to that uh, franchise for a couple of years. Brock now playing overseas in uh, Mannheim, I believe. But, you know, as, you, as you're all growing up in Bruderheim, uh, I want to know sort of the pecking order. Did you get thrown in net? And that's how this became a thing for you? Or, or was that something that you're always uh, gravitated towards? 
Well, yeah, so we have a big hockey family. Like, my sister is the oldest, and she played. Um, well, she played with the development team, the national team, and also went on a full ride scholarship in the States. And then, yeah, I have an older brother that played for Kamloops, played uh, CIS, and, uh, and then Brock, who's still playing in Germany, played NCAA. And my little brother played, too, but now he's a pilot, so very accomplished in his own uh, path. Um, but, yeah, I think... Uh, it was just the way of life in Bruderheim, and uh, I actually started out as a player at age three and then switched to goalie at age seven, slowly switched because I actually really enjoyed playing player and scoring goals. But I think with a little bit of influence from my siblings and um, wanting a goalie on the outdoor rink, I, I slowly got kind of put in there, and um, my parents always say I was a natural. I don't know if they're just being kind when they say that, but, um, yeah, I, I just kind of gravitated towards being a goalie um, I picked it up really quickly. And don't discount how important having the goalie at the ODR is. <laughs> that is an actual thing. It, it's so true. Oh, you, you have to have it. So you would have been a very valuable resource having you there. Did your older siblings, like when you were younger, I mean, playing, you know, eight, nine, ten years old, did they take it easy on you when you were out there? Oh, or goodness. was it full on? Oh, it's full on. Yeah, I actually, like, I recall, I think, well, we used to play a lot of hockey together, all of us, and uh, my dad used to run, like, skill sessions all the time, and we sound like a crazy hockey family because we were and are, um, but I remember my sister one time took a, a slap shot from, in my head, it was, like, the hash marks, but it was probably a little bit further out, and it hit me in, like, the shoulder joint, and I remember I couldn't move my arm for, like, two weeks, and this is when I first started out playing goalie, and I'm like, do I really want to play this position? <laughs> like, you know, I trust my sister, and she's the one who hit me like that. Like, what is going to happen to me? But, yeah, no, they definitely didn't take it easy on me, and I don't think I took it easy on them either. I like to throw out a few poke checks, and my brother's always hated that, so. <laughs> uh, the rivalry expanding a little bit, extrapolating a little bit when you jack it up to Canada versus USA, which you now know the great extent of, you know, over the last probably seven years, eight years that you've been a part of this whole thing. In your own words, can you describe what this rivalry means, is like, what it's like in the dressing room as you're suiting up before one of these games? And the fact that, you know, they're sort of the hill to overcome if you guys are to get gold at this upcoming tournament. Oh, how do I explain the rivalry? It, it just, it goes way back. Um, I, I can't even really explain the feeling that I get when, and the girls get when we're in the locker room about to go play them. It's just like a fire in our hearts, in our stomachs. Like, we're so excited every time we get to, to face off against them. Um, yeah, it's, it's so much fun. It's so competitive. Um, you know, not it's borderline dirty sometimes, but it's, uh, it's a lot of fun because we also in college have played with a lot of these girls that the Americans and, um, so we know a lot about those girls now and it's yeah it's just a battle every single time and it just shows you like every game we've had against them i think in the last well for a long time it's usually one goal games overtime wins and uh yeah it's just a battle out there so so much fun i would expect no less this time around as well going yeah. into this uh other than uh, the Americans, uh, who else looks like uh, they, they'll be very competitive? Well, it's, it's 
it's actually been kind of crazy because we haven't been able to see any other teams play in <laughs> about a year and a half, yeah. almost two years now. So, like, the last time we had played, it was against the U.S. in a rivalry series, a three-game series, uh, a couple Februarys ago. So, it'll be really interesting to see how the other teams have evolved as well. And um, But I, I wouldn't be surprised if Finland comes out looking strong. You know, the last tournament we had against them, we actually lost in semis. So, um, it shows you how far our game is coming, and uh, it's it's competitive. And all the other teams, you know, they're putting up fights, and I have no doubt that they'll be battling out there this tournament. Emirates, thank you so much for the time and the insight, the storytelling. I, I know you got to go catch a bus and, and head off to the rink soon. So we appreciate the time. Good luck at this tournament, and we know you'll represent Alberta to the fullest of your ability. Well, thank you very much, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. Our pleasure. That is Emirates Mashmeyer, goaltender for the Canadian women's national hockey team. That was good, Cam. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed hearing those stories, especially about, you know, the small town rink in Bruderheim, because I'm sure that resonates just about everywhere you go in Canada. And I haven't been to that rink in a while, but my recollection of it is it was extremely cold. I remember the Bruderheim <laughs> Arena. I remember having a few practices there in like Pee Wee and maybe even before that. But it was uh, you no, know, certainly in Pee Wee, and it was it was well, it was a rink. It was cool, yeah. but it was great. So, I, yeah, I'm sure Emirates would have so many great memories from the, the Bruderheim rink and, of course, the, the outdoor rink with their siblings <laughs> firing uh, pucks at her and stuff. So, well, yeah. What a what a high standard in, in and yeah. among that family to, to perpetually, like, live up to. You know, she talked about her older sister. She played hockey at Syracuse, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, then you talk about Bronson in the WHL, Brock playing in the AJHL, or vice versa. Uh, no, no, that's right. Uh, yep. Anyway, point being, these are all high-level hockey players, and she's out there stopping the puck and turning herself into a just as high level of a hockey player. And now this is really essentially where we see her kind of take the net, you know, her alongside, again, uh, Anne Renee Debien, who are both 26 years old. This is the generation of right now in net for Canada. So these are the names to remember when you flip on the, the television later this week and, and they're representing Canada and aiming for gold. Yeah, she said, and she said there was a lot of younger players and that has to, having that, that influx of younger players is going to bring an enthusiasm uh, to the team that is great. So I, I hope they do well. I, it, it's going to be, it, it'll be a little weird, I guess. You haven't played in so long and you know, some of the teams may have changed, like Canada has, with, with the younger players. I, oh, it should make for a fun tournament, and I hope they do well. And, and great to see great to see uh, her from Bruderheim, you know, representing Canada. I think that's wonderful. The lone Albertan yeah. representative, by the way, a very heavy Eastern Canadian presence on the team, as we've sort of come yeah. to expect over the years. It just seems to be, and I don't believe that'll be a long-term thing. You know, the growth of the game spreading right across the country, it will be the case. But maybe not, you know, in this particular generation. It's sort of cyclical that way, isn't it? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's there's going to be, you know, maybe three, four years from now, maybe there's four or five uh, from Alberta on the team. I mean, that's – yeah, and you can look at, uh, you know, like the same thing with the World Juniors when you look at it from, from year to year to year. Yeah, you get the, the ups and the downs. But, yeah, uh, uh, strong – uh, Ontario contingent for sure 
on on this team uh, taking part in the Worlds. Now, just before we wrap this uh, conversation up, uh, Yves Gascon is a name that uh, is going to start making some headlines. As of today, invited is this young lady to camp with the Gatineau Olympics of the QMJHL. So that would be the equivalent of a, of a 18-year-old, you know, midget-aged women's hockey player getting called to Oil Kings camp, if you want to look at it that way. So um, obviously she's got to be tremendously proud emirates would be and i wish we had more time to ask her this question about being there to pave the way for what we're now seeing is already the next generation drafting up through the rankings and doing you know something that's not completely foreign we saw it around these parts with shannon zabados really competing in in the men's hockey ranks but every time this happens i think it's a serious win for uh, for women's hockey needless to say and for equality and the growth of the game no for sure yeah, if you're good enough to play, you're good enough to play. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, yeah, that's that's great. And if, yeah, it's, it's just seeing, and it just keeps getting better and better. And and that's and whether it's the, and for me when it it comes to the 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 top end, like it's great for the for the best of the best, like the ones, like the the people playing on whether it be a the national women's team or the world juniors or, or whatever. But good to see good numbers like all the way through the minor system minor hockey uh where where numbers are up uh, on both sides uh boys girls men women uh that more are playing and i don't know it just it, it grows the game because you'll get better on the top end of it but i just you look at the life lessons and and all that through sports uh especially team sports that uh that it teaches you i just that's just good i think that's just good so uh, the more the more kids playing the better and isn't it more inspiring to watch these women making these accomplishments with a Canadian maple leaf on yeah. their chest? I think that really pushes it over the top. Emirates Mashmeyer, by the way, our Oilers now headliner today. That's brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Brendan Escott, Cam Moon in with you all week. We're back to wrap up the show after this. 151 in Edmonton. Royal Pizza is pizza pasta and so much more Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years now for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations go online to royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. We've heard from John Shannon, had a little banter time with Cam Moon, who's been riding shotgun all day, and then a great chat with Emirates Mashmeyer, the former uh, Harvard yeah, Harvard alum, shall we say. Are they, they're just the Crimson? I don't, I'm not even sure the name of their sports programs. Cody, do you know? Negative. Crimson Red? Crimson Tide? No, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, went to Harvard, had a great successful career there. And then, uh, you know, this is where it gets interesting because she mentioned the 850-day layoff between games representing Canada, Cam. How on earth do you keep the chemistry between players at that point? Or do you? I don't know. I yeah, That's that's crazy. Yeah. That, that'd be so difficult. And that might be the benefit of uh, of the tournament, and why I say that is, very often it's you know Canada and U.S. head and shoulders better than the rest, and maybe with this long breakup might throw a little bit of a wrinkle into things, and and throw in another team or two. And like in 2019, Finland upset Canada yep. in the semifinals, which I mean nobody saw that coming, but you know maybe Finland's in the mix. You know maybe uh, 
there's another country or two in the mix, which would, I think, be good for the game, for the tournament. Um, but with that long a layoff, you really have no idea. So Fair. And I you know what we'll we, we saw? And I think at, a, at one point with the World Junior Tournament, not even women specifically, but the Men's World Junior Tournament, when there was five Canadian golds in a row. And then that was just sort of the expectation. And then... All of the other countries seem to catch up in terms of how they were able to develop. And now that parody makes the tournaments really interesting, but it also makes the quality of hockey better. So it that's does. it's a good problem to have in that sense. All gets going again down in Calgary. Friday does the Women's World Hockey Championship. We'll see how Canada makes out with a clean slate entirely. Ted, right now to uh, this day in Oilers history, that's brought to you by New West Travel. Experience a great holiday to Vancouver on a private jet with three Night's Hotel, just $699. Details at newwesttravel.com. We won't go too far back in the past. 2017, coming off a 77-point regular season and a playoff run with 16 points in 13 games. Leon Dreisaitl signs an eight-year, $68 million contract extension with the Oilers. Since then, uh, well, <laughs> since then, he's gone on to become probably the best backhand in the league. Backhand passer, I would suggest, in the league. Has the scoring title to his credit. The MVP, I I think he won a couple years back. Uh, pretty good hockey player at a pretty good cap hit, retrospectively, Cam. Yeah, yeah, it's turned out to be a heck of a deal. And those one-timers just off the goal line. Oh, yeah. Oh, those are the best. Yes, that snapshot yeah. rivaled by very few as well. It's been fun to watch him progress his own game into the stratosphere to levels where I think most people probably didn't suspect he would ever achieve. Otherwise, you would have been looking at... Uh, the second or first overall pick from that same 20, uh, 2015 draft or 2014 draft, excuse me. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Experience a great holiday down to Vancouver. Private jet, three nights hotel, just $699. Visit newwesttravel.com for more details. It is guest host Dave Campbell tonight on Inside Sports. Reed Wilkins taking a week off to golf pontificate things i i don't know it's got to be a, a good life wilkie leads in the summertime for sure he's busier than oh, yeah. in the winter he's golfing the, for out sure. on the golf course yeah. for sure uh typically a tuesday show would feature mark specter for the horses horse racing alberta live standard bread racing is back each friday and sunday down at century mile full fan access of course but you can always watch and wager online at hpibet.com post time is 6 15 Cam, you killed it, buddy. It made my life very easy. Can you tell I sound relaxed today? This is fun. Yeah, well, let's this do this again tomorrow. Let's do it. Let's uh, let's run it back tomorrow. And then I'll turn the reins right over to you on Wednesday. You can do whatever you want. Oh, boy. <laughs> if you can handle that. We'll I know see. you can. Of course you can. Cam Moon, uh, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Brendan Escott here, wrapping things up from the 630 Chedge Studios. Appreciate you texting in. And certainly appreciate all the work of Cody Jansen on the other side of the glass. We'll do it all again tomorrow, friends. Check in with you at noon. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.